Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, special one-shot episode um, for our review of our movie review of Get Out. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Barefoot, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jordan Tedderus. Hey, yeah. I feel like I get a little credit for the film now. Do you? Now, we always share we we share the namesake. Are you getting any of the millions? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, How many million? It's a lot of it's millions. To them. It's I'm looking at that figure right now. Domestic total as of March 14th, 2017, 115 million. How much did it cost wow. to make? Like how much did it cost to make? Production budget? 4.5 million. 4.5 million. Guys, we're talking about He made some cash on that deal. We are the movie we're talking <laughs> about is Get Out, which mm-hmm. is the movie that has blown everybody's eyebrows off (laughs) you know what i mean the movie that has been like talked about tweeted about debated over discussed and adam and i have been wanting to talk about with you guys for a while Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. get out written directed by jordan peele you probably know him from the tv show key and peele or Mm -hmm. from mad tv and i'm going to break this down real quick about what we're about to do we're about to spoil this movie If you have not seen Get Out, and you have had a very long time to do so, if you have not seen Get Out, we are going to spoil it. Turn this off. We love you. We appreciate you. Hit and play and subscribe. Thank you for five stars and a positive comment. However, comma, if you do not want this movie spoiled for you, which if you're part of the Blackout congregation, you know how we get down. Mm -hmm. You don't want this. No. This is not something you want. Yeah. Spoilers. 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 There is so much nuance and idiosyncrasies and little bits and pieces. It is important that you experience all of that for the very first time in the theater. If you can. I mean, like, don't wait around. First of all, how have you gotten this? let Let me just, this message is for anyone listening to this show who has not seen get out yet. Mm hmm. What are you doing with your time? What What have you been doing? What are you doing with your time? You don't love I, yourself enough. I That's what that is. Thank you for joining us on Comic Book mm-hmm. Junto. Thank you for your five stars, your positive comment. Thank you for your tweets, retweets, comments, and such. I need you to figure it out. Prioritize your time. Go to a movie theater. See Get Out immediately. Immediately. Tell your friends to see Get Out with you. Yes. Because this is the difference between having conversations with people about this movie and not being able to be included. Every time someone at the office is, oh, did you see Get Out? Yeah. And you're like, ah, da, 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 I got to plug my ears and go to the other side Yeah, of the you should have been seen it already. No. You should have seen it already. Yes. So you can join us here at CBJ. We're finally getting around to it. It's been two weeks? Two yeah. It's, longer? Been, it's, been, it's probably longer than that. It's been a minute. But that's it. We, we're going to get into it. We're going to put the spoiler wall up immediately. Spoiler wall. Listen. All right. Oh, no. The wall is being built. This is the spoiler wall. Okay. Come over on the other side if you yeah. want. It's going to be facts. Uh-huh. Okay. It's going to be information. Uh-huh. It's going to be spoilers. Yeah. And the wall has been built. We paid for it. Don't worry about this wall. The other wall you're going to pay for. It's going to keep the blacks out. I mean, it's going to... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, Don't worry about that wall. Uh, hey, this, four, this wall. 45. Of all places, okay. I did not expect to find you. Inside of our movie review of the movie Get Out. We'll, we'll see. Listen. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, this, I believe this movie is uh, representing uh, my people oh. in a way that's uh, unfavorable. So I figured it'd be important for me to take a moment and show yeah. up. However, I've got to go. Uh, I've got Please. things going on. Spice Dogs calling me Spice Dog, my man. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, I just want to stop in. Apparently, you left it. your taxes in somebody's mailbox. Okay. Yeah, yeah, are, are you talking too much? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Spice. You... All right. All right. Detrizzy out. I'm out. Be gone. No. 
awful. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Appreciate you stopping by. And I don't. How did he get here? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Embarrassment. <laughs> but anyway, like uh, like 45 was talking about, the spoiler wall's going up. Yeah. Okay? So as we do normally, we've got our little regular thing we do. Spoilers. Three, two, one. It's your fault. If you're still here, you asked for it. Mm-hmm. Now, get out. Yeah. Adam. Mm-hmm. Give me something. Where do we start? Where do we go from here? Where do we even start? Here's where I want to start. Okay. This is the thing that I found most notable. And, and this, this might sound ridiculous, but I was excited about this movie from the jump. Mm-hmm. Seeing the trailer was intriguing. We yes. talked about it on yes. the regular show. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. It looked like nothing I had ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing the preliminary reviews coming in. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing that it had a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that pushed a lot of people. 100%? Oh, word. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to pay attention to this. Yeah. And then your friends see it, and they tell you about it, and then yeah. they tell you about it, and then yeah. they tell you about it, and then you have to see it for yourself. Yeah. And you realize that all of it is true. 100 all true is earned yeah want like everything positive about this and i'm looking at rotten tomatoes right now 185 reviews mm-hmm. 184 of them are fresh mm-hmm. there's one who's this one goon rotten goon <laughs> who <laughs> who, gave it, who's the one goon yeah that gave it a rot i don't even know you know don't like even some, you know don't even say this guy's but, name but you know what like people people need to put People need to contradict for mm-hmm. the sake of it. Some folk. You know, and sometimes I think people need to, you, you got to get your opinion out whether it's wrong or it's right. And in this case, it's wrong. It is wrong. I, I also think this movie is interesting because there's some, there's some understanding. You need to have this empathy. You need to have an awareness for history. You need to have an awareness for an experience, a vocabulary for an experience to understand why this movie is as powerful as it is. And if you don't have that, like if you if you are racist, if you are a white supremacist, He's go right for it. Go for it. Adam. You're gonna hate this film. <laughs> Be a problem. You're gonna say none of this makes sense. None of this is good. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. Now, and and when you say they, white supremacists, you I know who you mean. <laughs> I know who you mean when you say they. It's oh, so man. I I was watching and I'm thinking this movie is a masterpiece. Mm. And the more time goes on, the more that unfolds for me, the more yeah. I, the deeper I understand that. Yeah. And I also know there are some people, I promise, and you know this, mm-hmm. who hated it. Yeah. I bet you. Yeah. But, yo, wow. Yeah. I wanted to see the movie from seeing the first trailer <clears throat> because the concept that I saw in the trailer was like, wait, there's something weird going on. And it has to do with an interracial dating relationship. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm in. And it's being staged as a horror film. Yeah. Hmm. And it, it it came like the trailer came across creepy. Like yeah. it, it 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 sold me on. <clears throat> it it wasn't like. <clears throat> excuse me. It wasn't on some just like. Oh, and then a guy comes out with a knife, and yeah, then yeah. No, 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 everybody's no. running. It's it not scream. It, it's not Jason. It gave me like, like. I'm going to have to think. Mm-hmm. That's what the trailer gave me. Like, this is horror, interracial relationship, super dark skinned guy, mm-hmm. and the guy from, you know, Black Mirror. I'm like, okay, he's a good actor. Yeah. Jordan Peele. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Now, I didn't need to see the 100% because I was going to go see it anyway. Yeah, but the sure. 100% for me definitely made me go, oh, and it's going to be good. Yep. Dude, when I watched this movie, I literally was like, this is masterful. Yep. This is masterful work. I mean, I saw it with people who were black. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I saw it with other black people. And it was a special experience being in the theater, being black, being with black people, and talking to the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as you guys may or may not know, there is a stereotype of black people in movie theaters. And the funny thing about this movie is the movie played up on that stereotype. It played up on what are you doing? Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. Go the other way. What do you mean? No, don't you see? Oh my gosh. What's going like all of those things that we do, like as a culture, as black folks in the movies, not, we always do this, but you know, like, this is some of the stuff we do. It almost prompted that. It almost played on that. It almost yeah. encouraged it. It knew. And there was even a character in the movie who represented black folks in the movie theater. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lil Rel. Lil Rel Howard, yeah. Rod Williams. Who played Rod Williams. T.S. Motherfucking A. <laughs> like, and that character very much was a parallel for every viewer who was in the theater saying, why would you? What are you doing? Yeah. No. No, yes. like, you know, j- doubting Chris's actions, yes. you know, doubting the intention of everyone mm-hmm. who is presenting themselves as mm-hmm. being noble. But really quick, just to go back, catch people up. Let, if, yes, let's, you've seen the film, I'm sure. But let's I just recap so. real quick. But real quick. So here are the main characters. We got mm-hmm. uh, Chris Washington, play, played by Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. You may know him from um, Black, Mirror. Black Mirror. My favorite episode Maybe the one that made me the 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 most upset. That episode was called 15 Million Merits. Mm-hmm. That thing was brutal. Yeah. That episode was brutal. Black Mirrors don't take no prisoners. No. We've also got Allison Williams, who's playing Rose Armitage. Mm-hmm. You may know her from Girls, the TV show on HBO. That's right. Um, we've got Catherine Keener. 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 Um, she's playing Missy Armitage. You, the way I know her from is 40-year-old version. Yeah. That's when I saw her. I'm like, oh, the latest Steve Carell's girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now, we also got Bradley Whitford, who's playing Dean Armitage. Where's he from? You know where he's, anything he's from? Think think back, because I, I know you know the answer to this. I, I know you know what he was in. I know. I, I've seen him in lots of stuff, but I mm-hmm. can't put my finger on what he's been in. That was the thing. I was watching this movie and I was thinking to myself, I know this dude. I know this dude. I know this dude. Mm-hmm. Where is he from? Billy Madison. Oh. Billy Madison. Okay. He was the dude who was trying to get the riches from Billy Madison. Uh huh. He was the guy at the very end who went on that like uh, fake Jeopardy mm-hmm. at the school. Mm-hmm. When uh, 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 Adam Sandler says that insane answer in the the host oh thing. that guy that you said makes that guy no sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so he we've was all from... become dumber <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. so Bradley Whitford you know he's he's gotten older he's aged into this role he looks very aristocratic mm-hmm. his glasses and his hairstyle and his beard uh, so he's you know just a little bit familiar but mm-hmm. yeah that, that struck me I'm like yeah. damn Billy Madison yeah a few more a people. Way. Caleb Laundry Jones is playing Jeremy Armitage. So let's let, let's group these people. So we've got um, Missy Dean, husband and wife. Mm-hmm. We've got Rose, who is Missy and Dean's daughter, and we've got Jeremy, who is Missy and Rose's uh, son. Now, do you recommend, uh, recognize Caleb Landry Jones? <sighs> yes, but I can't place him either. X Men First Class, Banshee. Oh, Banshee! That was Banshee. Okay, except he was. Drunk as hell, 
and, and trying to start something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was scary, man. We've also got uh, Marcus Henderson, who's playing Walter. We've got Betty Gabriel, who's playing Georgia, and Georgina, also, Georgina, excuse me, and Lil Rel Howerly, uh, who's playing Ron Rod Williams. Mm-hmm. So that's the basic group. So Walter, Georgina, they are groundskeepers. Yep. Or so we think in the beginning. Something like that. Uh, we've got Rod, who is good buddies with Chris. So that's the main characters that we have in this movie. And that's the large majority of who we stay focused on the entire time. That's right. And the big picture is, look, Chris, Rose are dating. Chris is going to Rose's crib for the weekend and he's meeting her parents. Mm-hmm. Now, the movie starts out basically saying, do your parents know I'm black? Right. And Rose gives us some, oh, I mean, should they know? I mean, my dad it would have voted for Barack Obama for a third term if he could have. And my dad's going to blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, come yeah. on. And so and so and so. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, she gives him this whole thing like, look, I assure you my parents aren't racist. They're cool. They don't need to know this. this yeah. Not, what, what do you think is going to happen? They're yeah. not going to chase you off the yard with shotguns. Yeah. Like that's what it, which by the way comes back. Yeah. In the film. Yeah. So, you know, she, she feeds him this whole thing. I'm like, why would you be upset about this? Why would you even worry about this? And she almost, very interesting point here. She almost shames him for asking in yeah. a, in, in a, in a, in a, um, with a little, with a little jokey joke. Mm-hmm. Like, she shames him for asking, and it's a very interesting to point out, being black, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been in this scenario where you're like, is something, something going on here? Sure. You know what I mean? And it's almost like, oh, yeah, so everything's about race. And you kind of start feeling like, oh, am I tripping? Like, am I making everything? Am I being, uh, is it cool? But at the and, same time, that it, her, her kind of like subtly shaming him mm-hmm. into even asking the question yeah. is enveloped in their genuinely loving relationship. Uh-huh. So it's like, is she making him feel bad about asking that question? But at the same time, you know, they're like, uh, what? Uh, cuddling on the couch or on yeah. the bed, right? Yeah. And being genuinely lovely. It doesn't seem yeah. out of the ordinary. Right. You know what I mean? She, it doesn't seem evil. Yeah. It's just like, this. she's just, okay. No, now, if you've, now, since you've seen the movie, you know that this comes up later on yes. to find out that Rose is not what she seems like. No. And the point I want to bring up is how Jordan Peele does a great job of creating something that black people experience mm. in real life, but putting real stakes that come from the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't come from, oh, being black, I relate. So being black, I relate mm-hmm. as, as, as a deeper layer. But on a top layer, you go, this chick, like, shamed him like she was messing with him the whole time like she wasn't being honest mm-hmm. but the other thing is as black people we we wrestle with this all the time just to come to find out you i knew i should have paid attention like i knew there was something going on and, and you know what i was thinking something was crazy but i didn't say anything. yo i gotta pay attention you know what i mean and you start feeling stupid because it's like i know what i'm talking about yeah. i know i'm not crazy even though you're trying to make me feel like I'm being weird or I'm being odd or I'm being difficult or I'm I'm being racist yeah. because I'm making it about race. You know, I've had the conversations where you're talking to people who are white and they're like, everything's not about race. And you might even argue it inside. You're like, am I making it about race? And it's not about, and it's not to say that everything is about race. Yeah. But in this movie, in that scenario, Chris has a legitimate conversation saying, hey, look, I'm black. You're not. 
this is going to be weird for me. Way different than any kind of weird you're going to experience. Yeah. I'm putting myself in danger. I'm putting myself in a situation where it's like, this might not turn out well for me. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run you off with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And Now, of course, in Chris's mind, what's the worst that can happen? We get mad and he's going to try to be violent towards me. Sure. He doesn't imagine the extreme horrific way we're going to go, but that's just a small little piece of how Jordan Peele has layered this thing. And it seems really artful that Jordan Peele was capable of making it so all throughout the movie, Chris has to deal with these microaggressions and these engagements, these situations yeah. where he has to think, am I being crazy? Yeah. Is this weird? Mm-hmm. Are you are you forcing this issue or making me like putting this angle on things? Yeah. But then maybe the most tragic element of the movie for, from my perspective is every turn until it goes too far, he has to talk himself down and say, no, yep. no, yep. it's just me. Yep. No. And he actually has these moments where Rose will say, do you want to leave? And he's like, no, no, you know what? We're good. I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm and it's fine. almost like she's praying on. Yeah. She's planning on. She's hoping. She's hinging this upon yeah. him constantly like subduing his consciousness. Beating him down. Constantly going, no, all the things that I feel are genuine. No, they're mm-hmm. not genuine. It's me. It's like this inward thing where you start turning off the thing that makes you want to protect yourself as a person of color. Mm-hmm. And again, like I, I keep saying how Jordan Peele creates stakes within the movies that you don't have to be black to feel. The movie creates the stakes. Yeah. The, the, the plot of the movie creates the, oh my gosh, run. Yeah. But for black people, we're like, oh my gosh, run because of the stakes. But oh my gosh, run because as a black person, I understand the other layer of what, what's going on here. That's one of the most fascinating aspects of this film that I've heard other people speak on behalf of. Mm-hmm. And that I had the, the opportunity to experience is in, I think I was listening most recently either to Pop Culture Happy Hour on NPR or Gene Denby talking about the movie on Code Switch. Yeah. And uh, a guest on the show would say, this movie does something unprecedented, which allows people who are not black to feel yeah. just a little bit, yeah, to feel what it's like. Because the the stakes are very real. What we yeah. come to find out, the reveal in the movie, spoilers, 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 is the Armitage family is stealing these black people, yeah. lobotomizing them, taking their brains out, yeah. and then putting their brains in to preserve their life so they yeah. can never die. Yeah. So they're literally stealing the black body. Yeah. And becoming that person. So that is like traditional horror trope, body snatchers. That yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. That's something anybody can be afraid of. Yeah. But the the way in which all of this unfolds is so deeply layered, like yeah. you've mentioned, that it gives someone like me an opportunity to feel like that paranoia, mm-hmm. that scratching paranoia. I'm like, yeah. this is not right. Yeah. But people keep telling me that everything's okay. Yeah. And I need to assure myself that everything's okay. Otherwise, there's some sort of cultural shame that will be yeah. that will be like I look weird. Yeah. I'm making a scene. Yeah, like the whole idea of like, you know, even as just some perspective, black anger is something that we have been people have tried to condition black folks yeah. to not do yeah. black frustration, black anger, black, um, 
argumenta- being argumentative. This is something that you've spoken about personally because yeah. you, are, I mean, like you are big in stature. Yeah, and you're. If you get angry, you know that you are effectively giving someone a reason to overstep. Yeah. You're giving someone who is going to consider race mm-hmm. to overstep and to react to you in a way that is dangerous, that is yeah. going to put you in danger. Yeah. And that's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And this movie, it, it feels like peeling the curtain back. Mm-hmm. Because like, Chris, you got to believe, I mean, even built into me, into a lot, of, I'm sure a lot of people of color, yeah. specifically that I'm thinking of black people as being a black man, it's like, why are you so, what, what you so, you know, like you've, we've seen video of police officers arresting people for people like, what, being argumentative? Kids, sometimes. you know what I mean? Like, you know, because someone's get... loud and they're angry and they're upset yeah. and they're unhappy, and then handcuffs, yep. forehead on the hood. Like, mm-hmm. wait, how do we get here? Because I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And that's something that being black, you constantly have to think, all right, calm down, stay calm, don't get upset. If you're going to get upset, it better be worth it. Mm-hmm. Because if you make a scene, you're constantly thinking about making a scene. Mm-hmm. Because you can't get mad like everybody else can get mad because if you get mad, then you're being hood yeah, or you're a thug or you're from the ghetto and there's all of these things that are placed upon your anger and frustration. So there's things that I can relate and Chris kind of giving like the side eye and the little, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, uh, yeah, I- I'll see you later. But mm-hmm. inside he's like, what? Mm-hmm. And that constant, no, don't act out. Don't say anything. Just be calm. Just be good. Just don't rock the boat. So let's talk about some of these layers of things, some of these different pieces that happen. Mm-hmm. So Chris coming in and having that initial conversation. Yeah. You know, sitting down. Things are weird from Jump Street. Yep. You know, and he talks to Lil Rel or I, I'm going to call him Lil Rel. He talks to Rod. Yeah. And Rod is like, fam, you going to go out there? to these white people house in nowheresville mm-hmm. and they don't know you black i'm adam you being white i can only imagine you can understand this from a certain perspective yeah but black people i know i know me i was like hell no immediately no no yeah. no sir i don't care what she says i don't care what anybody else says you cannot do that you're putting yourself in harm's way no but it's the but but as a black person you feel that but that's the same thing as going what's that sound let's go check it out it's yeah. the same kind of thing yeah. but as black people that fear is different than someone else like oh so what's wrong what's wrong with that yeah. that's the same thing the person the girl in that movie does is like yeah. oh let's just be curious that's what chris is doing chris is going oh, i should be good black folk are like nah fam you can't do that mm-hmm. cuz you show up extra dark skin <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. black get out that car you don't know what you're walking into. Yeah, and perspective is important because I, when I'm watching the movie, I know immediately this is not going to be good because I've seen the trailer. Right. right. But when I see a scene like, when I see Chris speaking to Rod on the phone and they're talking about taking this trip and and they don't know you're black, in my mind, my reference point is, how will my family respond? If I brought uh, a black woman to 
my home and mm-hmm. introduced mm-hmm. her as my partner or that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my family would be cool with that. And immediately I have a completely different frame of reference yeah. for what this feels like. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, I think this movie plays off a lot of that. Yeah. Like understanding what you came in with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and the lens with which you are viewing the film itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating. Right. Fascinating. And at the same time, somehow manages to not be so exclusive in experience. Yes. yes. That I walked out saying, I don't get it. That's what's masterful. Yeah. Because if you get it at the top layer, you can enjoy yourself. Then that's it. If you get it deeper layers, you just enjoy yourself more and more mm-hmm. and more and more. We haven't talked about the Lego movie, the Lego Batman movie on this, on Combo Junto. But I know you had mentioned something similar for Le- uh, Batman fans. Like yeah. the whole, the experience is very different than if you just went in because you wanted to see a Lego If movie. you wanted to see a fun movie, you see a fun movie. If you wanted to see a fun Lego movie or an extension of the Lego movie, you got that. But the more and more and more you know about Batman, the more and more and more you enjoy it. When you see Kite Man show up and if you've been reading Batman you're like kite man hell yeah whereas my wife is like what's that condiment king condiment king you know what i mean like you get the fact that the guy's doing a sort of bane accent Mm -hmm. from you know christopher nolan's batman but if you haven't seen those movies you don't get it Mm -hmm. so similarly with this the more experience you have but it was again masterfully made so all of us can feel these things Mm -hmm. and the thing about a horror movie is you're supposed to be scared and i think most of the people felt that angst so now moving forward Chris Rose show up. They start talking with the husband and wife, and they have that awkward meet the husband, meet the meet the mother and father thing. Yeah, and the the weirdo white dad was how long is this thing been mm-hmm. going on? Like, yep, the, yep, yep. He he turns on the whole like I'm I'm. This is my cool jargon. I know yeah. slang. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's know, up, man? I, I, I you know I'd vote for Brock for third term if I could have. And he actually thing. says the thing, and we start getting a couple. Easter eggs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as he's walking through the hallway, walking through the hallway, and he says, "This is my father's claim to fame mm-hmm. that he lost it." Was it Jesse? Who who did he lose to? I don't recall, but I, he had lost a very important Olympic race. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, the the uh, deer heads, the the buckheads, yeah, 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 mounted up on the wall. Yeah, yo, even before we got to the the house, oh yeah, the scene with the police officer when they're driving on the road, he is, it, I mean, such a perfect crystallization of how layered this movie is. You got uh, a cop asking for Chris's ID. Which is immediately Which is the norm. Hold up. And and then you have Rose saying, why would you ask for his ID? He wasn't driving. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly as a viewer, you're like, okay, Racist cop. Cop is, you know, right. asking for the ID. And for the Rose black man. is, be, you know, standing up for her man. Yep. And saying, like, this racist, this shit's not going to fly. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, you know, in a moment, if you look at it through one angle, you're like, Rose is standing up. Rose yeah. is being woke. Yeah. And then you realize Rose is not allowing this cop to, to take Chris any identification to know that he was there, to register that he was there. Yeah. And that way, no one will know that he was there. Right. So how would anybody know when he went missing? Exactly. And I'm like, oh my God. Because I mean, even Chris is like, he immediately, calm voice, absolutely, here's my ID. And then we see Rose with all all the attitude. And Mm -hmm. Chris is like, fam, chill, Mm -hmm. stop. 
You're putting me in danger. You're not putting you in danger. Mm-hmm. Like, if this goes down, I'm going to be the one that gets in trouble. Yeah. It's going to somehow turn into me, you know? Whether I got to raise my voice or st- take a step toward him or, hey, take your hands off of her. That's all he needs mm-hmm. to put three in me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's all he needs. So, it, again, in that moment, it's so layered. Yeah. But there's all this other stuff that's building underneath. Even the deer. They hit yeah. a deer, and the deer is roadside. Yeah. Breathing hard, dying, bleeding out. Yeah. Who goes over to look at the deer, to take care of the deer, to like investigate, show mercy? Yeah. Chris, Chris does. Rose, back in the car. Rose doesn't even look. Rolling Rose doesn't out. come near. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And then that motif of, of deer and like, right. honestly, I hate bucks. They should all be wiped off the face of the planet if Indeed. I had my way. And from what I understand, buck was meant to represent a black man yeah. who would not like kind of bow to the systemic non-compliant yeah Yeah. i I believe a a black buck was yeah it was was a derogatory term term so yeah immediately even the language that he's like every time you kill one i think you're you know uh, what do you say getting rid of them or like it's a species that's got to go or something 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 to that effect Mm -hmm. which you don't catch Mm -hmm. you know at that moment but the same time you're feeling like and you see chris Kant like he stay with the side eye like he, okay, yeah, whatever. So yeah, Jesse Owens, who his, his his father had lost to, and he says that's his claim to fame that he lost, and he says he almost got over it. Now, that's key to remember, yeah, because enter uh, what's my man's name, Walter. 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 Now, Walter is one of the groundskeepers. Get out challenge. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is the real running man challenge. Yes. yes. If it's real. Yes. Yeah. So, Walter, one of the groundskeepers, big, strapping, you know, like, I mean, he looks like a big, athletic, muscular, working dude. Yeah, he's built like a tree. You know what I mean? Always yeah. wearing his hat. Always got a hat on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Chris again is kind of just like, okay, this dude's kind of weird, whatever. All right. Um, and then we've also got um, another character, Georgina, who's kind of like the housekeeper, maid type person, walking around, cleaning things, organizing things, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Again, super odd, super weird. She in the trailer was the thing that creeped me out the most. Georgina. That smile with the close up yeah. is like, what is this? When the tears running down her face? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. No. No, 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 no. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. So, yeah. And we had the locked door in the hallway. Oh, yeah, we got some stuff. Right. So, those are like, that's kind of the initial introduction. Just laying it out. Yeah. And what happens from there, basically, Chris gets all set up. He gets his things put away. And just weird stuff starts going down. Um, they start talking about Chris smoking and how mm-hmm. the dad goes, hey, you know, look, uh, Missy, who's the wife, you know, I stop smoking. Every time I think about smoking is, you know, makes me sick and she's a, will hypnotize you and do da 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 right? All this yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it comes to a point where it kind of just fast forward in the movie because I'm trying to get to some of these Easter egg points, some of these things yeah, that yeah, make us go like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, Georgina comes out pouring the tea and all that kind of stuff and something sets her off. So she just kind of phases out for a second. She, uh, I think the, the, the mother taps the the cup Yeah, and she kind of like freezes or almost like, you know, overloads or some kind of thing like that. Mm -hmm. And then Missy gives the, well, why don't you go lay down? Mm -hmm. Which is the thing we keep hearing again. Why don't you go lay down? Why don't you go lay down? Um, and then I guess the biggest part to come back to is, 
the ho- the the meeting with the with the brother. Yeah. And the brother shows up. He's super creepy. He's super weird. He seems like he's really wasted. Yeah. Or or just acting strange, like yeah. beyond belief. And he's being very confrontational and sitting in his chair, strange, and talking to Chris about. Uh, mixed martial arts. And yeah, you have the frame for it. You, you ever you, do he, MMA? He says, with your genetics, Oof. if you really work hard, Oof. you know, do you know what you could be? And he's like, stand up. I want it. Like he's gonna show him a move and put a move on him or something like that. Mm-hmm. So again, another weird thing that comes back to later. And then we have the scenario where all of the people come over for this big event, this huge event. All these limos come up. And Chris is the only black person besides Georgina and Walter. As far as he knows, he's the only black person who's there. Mm -hmm. Again, a very weird thing when you are the only black person in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's also even weirder when people keep pointing out your blackness as a difference every time they meet you. So we hear things like... Um, you know what's in right now is black on the, you know, fashion, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And the, the one woman, you know, grabs him. Oh, you so he's a big muscular guy. You know, is it true what they say? And the the husband in the wheelchair looks at him extra weird. Ooh. And uh, what else happened? Uh, what 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 are some of the other weird things that happened at that point? Uh, there was also the point in time when I think it, this was the only Asian person who was at the party. Yeah, which is notable for uh, uh, apparently there's there's a ton of historical reasons as to why there is this one mm-hmm. Asian person at the party in the film. And I wouldn't even do it justice by trying to recount, but I've read uh, several pieces online shared yeah. by uh, a, a friend of mine who is Filipino yeah. as to why that's significant. But he he turns and he asks Chris, he says, tell me, is your, your race a, a disadvantage or an advantage in America? Yeah. And he asks him to comment on the state of being black in America. As though he represents. Represent him. All. All of black folks. And, and everyone turns and looks at him like, please, do go on. Right. As if Chris is supposed to respond. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And you come to put it, to put it together that, you know, effectively, what I've learned from uh, friends of mine, commentary from the film, yeah. is this this Asian man, this Asian American man who's at the party is saying, would it be better to be you or should I just be me? Yeah. Or should I, would I want your body? Mm-hmm. Should I have a black body? Or am I good like this? Yeah, because from what I'm understanding. Like comparing their disadvantages. Right, from what I'm reading, it's kind of like Asian, at least the, the what the story is trying to show is like this kind of stereotypical experience where being Asian is above being black, but not as bad, but not as good as being white. Right. You know, so it's like you're looked at as like you're an immigrant. You need to get out of here and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of like this, at least what the the movie is trying to represent from what I'm reading. It's trying to represent this like other kind of category. Like, so, hmm, do I want that or am I good here? You know, and also kind of showing that passivity and that feeling of like, I'm not white, but I'm not you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm closer to them. So if I just align myself with them, live like them, talk like them, you know, get money like them, do things, kind of assimilate to this culture, then I'll be one of them. I'll be fine. You know, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are, what are some of the other like weird part, part, points that happened during the dinner? Well, party? we also have the, the introduction of, um, gosh, I can't remember his name. He plays Darius in Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Andrew, I, I think is what his name is in the movie. Lakeith, Stan, uh, Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. Yeah. yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. Plays Darius in Atlanta. Yes. Who is 
amazing in Atlanta. He plays Andrew Logan King. That's it. Andrew yeah. Logan King. Uh, so he shows up. So now there's another black man at the party. Right. So now which this immediately makes Chris think, okay, there I we can, go. I can just let my, my shoulders down a little bit. You can see comfort. Yeah. Just a flash of like, yeah. oh, good, good, yeah. good. And then you have the handshake. Yes. The bump. Yes. Oh. And it's so interesting because, again, mm. as a black man who's been in environments where you're the only black guy and you see one other black person, you're kind of like, yo, like you do the head nod, the what's up, the right, it's crazy here, yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Yeah. And Chris says what a lot of us feel. It's like, when I'm the only black person in all white people, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's good to see another black face. And then a woman walks up, significantly older, nowhere near as like youthful looking as um, Andrew at mm -hmm, all, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, hello, almost like, are they together? Is Because he's not like his her worker. Right. It almost seems like they're in a relationship. Now, but we've seen... Andrew, in the beginning of the movie, we saw that he got abducted. He was kidnapped from the suburbs. So we saw, like, okay, wait a minute. This is weird. He wasn't dressed like that. He wasn't talking like that. There's clearly something wrong. And I think at this point is, or right around this point is when um, you know, Chris goes and talks to Rod. Mm -hmm. You know, he calls Rod. He's like, yo, man, I'm a white person. I ask him all these weird questions. Sex slaves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rod's like, yo, they making him sex slaves. And you know, the craziest thing is like, Rod is all point. Again, Rod represents us mm -hmm. going, look, this is what's happening. Leave, run, get out of there. Us yelling at the TV, yelling at the TV, yelling at the theater, yelling at the screen. People being like, shh. And all that kind of stuff Like like they can actually hear you And will respond yeah. Rod represents that For all of us Like yo fam You don't think Nothing's wrong with this I'm telling you All the signs are right there I'm pointing it all out You're just gonna act like This is all good This is normal Alright man Don't say I didn't tell you Yeah All that just to him to, Just for him to go back out Right And I appreciate Rod In this movie Because you have an opportunity To see the way that Chris behaves when he's talking to another black person yeah. and the way that Chris is forced to behave when he's not around other black people. Yeah. So that clear contrast with him at the quote unquote family reunion yeah. at the Armitage house versus when he goes upstairs to use his phone and call Rod right. is a very different individual. Significantly different. Yeah. And so, you know, like you, you've used it, uh, the phrase before and, and I know Gene Debbie has the show by the same name, but code switching. Yeah. Right. Chris is code switching because he he has to right right like you have to yeah to in order to not disrupt yeah this this social atmosphere slash stay safe right exactly so but when I say that I mean Chris is behaving differently speaking differently he's more reserved yeah he's quieter yeah he talks about different subjects yeah. with a white family mm -hmm. versus the way that he he speaks with his friend now you know it's always obvious that you'll talk to your buddies differently. Then you'll talk to your in-laws. Yes. Especially if you're just meeting them for right. the first time. Right. But it's it's more than that. It's more than that. It's it's effectively a different language. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciated that Rod was there. He would have these opportunities to go upstairs, use the phone, check in with Rod. Am I crazy? Yeah, get out of there. No, come on, Rod. Like, they, look, calm down. You, right. You're being crazy right. right now. You're being out of pocket right now. Yeah. And, then, and that's what, you know what's funny? Interesting point. This is what happens between black people. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. Not all, but this is what happens. Black people 
point things out to other black folks and it's like, look, I'm trying to tell you, fam, that's racist. That's not cool. That's not okay. Don't let that go down. Like, you're in trouble. You're in harm's way, blah, blah, blah. And you have this kind of back and forth thing that can happen between black folks and go, no, you wild. And it's like, I'm trying to look out for you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what I see. I'm telling you what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Don't make me the bad guy. I'm on your team. You know, I'm on your side. I'm trying to help you out. And it even gets to the point where we argue with ourselves over trying to take care of one another. Instead of the people who are trying to harm us or trying to take advantage of us or hurt us, we end up going back and forth between ourselves because we're constantly in this scenario of like, behave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't disrupt the thing. Don't rock the boat. It's almost like you got to pick one. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be a house Negro or a field Negro? Mm-hmm. Like which one are you going to be? You know what I mean? And that's, and it's kind of interesting. Like they're talking about code switching again. None of this is just, I, this is not in any way exhaustive guys. I'm just rattling off things as it comes to mind. Yeah. But thinking about how house Negroes and field Negroes, they act differently. They're mm-hmm. treated differently. And a, a lot of times there would be conflict between them. You know what I mean? Master's good. He take care of us. You know, we eat good. Like, no, you eat good. You eat different than we do. We out here working. You know, so it's like, it's odd. You know what I mean? It's a weird scenario. Yeah. It's different. I can't help but think of Samuel Jackson's character in Django Unchained. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a perfect example of, of how different the, 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 treatment of the yeah. accommodation right the yeah. lives were so utterly different between yeah. um, jamie fox and samuel jackson and the difference is one was was would submit to it not only submit to it not only submit to the oppression become a conduit of the oppression to up uh, to his own people that's right the other was be a, re- a rebel a complete rebel and the one who was like the house negro a large portion of his fight was like you messing my thing up mm-hmm. i'm good it's not good but it's better than you so let me do my thing you and know? there was very little nuance in Django Unchained. Because it was a because, freaking cartoon. Because it's a freaking cartoon, right? I mean, the entire second half of the movie, the, the, the entire movie yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. But it, it means that uh, uh, the movie paints Samuel Jackson as a villain yeah. equally. You're like, yeah. he's a bad guy too. But it's, you know, I think there is more nuance. Oh, there. lots more. Because a this lot. isn't bad guy versus good guy. No, no, this no, no, is no, no, like, no. this dude's being brainwashed. Black people are like, what and then like there's different stances and this is a lot of the weird stuff that we gotta go through. Yeah, yeah. So we we Chris, do have to talk about Chris with the fist bump. The fist bump. That was the that was the telltale thing. So Chris yeah. goes down and does. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny how black people shake hands, how white people shake hands, how people from different ethnicities, cultures, backgrounds, all that kind of stuff. Greetings are almost like a test or code yeah. to determine yeah. where you come from, where you stand, how it's you see litmus. things. Like, do you speak what I speak? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, even it's, it's funny. It's even like, I've seen this happen. It's like when someone l- looks like they might, might be Latino, mm-hmm. but they also might be white. Hmm. Other Latino will will be like will say other other Latino people will speak Spanish to them mm-hmm. or will like kind of slide a Spanish word in to see how they respond. Mm. And they'll kind of be like, oh okay, so you oh okay cool. Like it's, so, so there's little things like even we talk about in geek culture. Yeah. Like you might throw out, oh have you seen Logan? And mm-hmm. something like, oh man, I, and it's like, oh okay, you're one, you're you're like me. Right. So the like the head nod or the fist bump or the way you shake hands. I can say for me, that's stuff that I've been like, oh, I have a gauge of kind of where you're coming from based mm-hmm. off how you shook my hand just now. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and Andrew uh, doesn't do the fist bump. 
He grabs his grabs fist. Grabs his fist in just an awkward And that is the most manner. extreme version. Yeah. Like, that it's was... not only just, like, not only is it a misinterpretation of what he, what is coming, but it's a refusal. It, it's like, it's, you put your fist out? Mm-mm. He, it's, uh, did you take it as he was pushing his hand, like, don't do that? I, it's not, not as though he was saying, don't do that, but he would not bow to a fist bump one we know now that the person who is actually the brain that was in that body didn't know how to deal with a fist bump right straight up we just did not know how to deal with that period he's like what is this but two it also seemed to me like no i won't have that here you're gonna do the fist bump but i'm going to force the handshake huh i'm going to put you in an uncomfortable position think of the the visual image your imagery my hand is on top Hmm. like paper beats rock huh Right, wow, I didn't think about that. So part. when when the hand goes out, not only is it awkward, not only is it a telltale sign that it's like I don't even know what you were going for here. So clearly something is off. But it's also, I'm not going to do what you told me to do. I'm not even going to pretend. Hmm. I'm not even going to go for the oh, I'm sorry. Pull my arm back. Go for the bump. Let's wow. fix it. You know, like they didn't even do the correct. I didn't even consider that. So as I was watching that, I'm like, that is a that is a superiority thing. Huh. I just dominated you. That's interesting. You I know? looked at it as he was just like, blah, 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 let's try this. Yeah. And that was like the telltale sign of like, oh, something's definitely off at that point. Yeah. You know? And when he took that photo and my dude started Tweet. bleeding from his nose, yeah. get out, get out of it. Like that's the, that's, that's the part where it's like, fam, that's all you needed. Mm-hmm. Why are you still, I'm in the theater. Like, why are you still here? Mm-hmm. Why are you not, bolting out of the door what else do you need what else needs to happen but again this is some of the same stuff that happens with people of color what else needs to happen mm-hmm. to wake you up how far do you need to, to make you aware mm-hmm. how far do we need to go for you to actually see there's a problem here there's something wrong there's treachery afoot danger run Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? The dude is literally yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Get out. And he's bleeding from his nose. Mm-hmm. And you're upstairs talking to Rose. Like, oh, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Fam. Like, <laughs> what do we need to do? Something I thought was really important, but I didn't put it together until after the movie. Just like so many incredible uh, pieces, features of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but think about the fact that the thing that shook Andrew out of his hypnosis for a second uh-huh. was a camera phone. Yeah. And think about what a camera phone has done yeah. to expose yeah. the struggle of black America. Come on, Adam. I, and I'm like, I'm thinking of Ferguson. I mean, you, uh-huh. No one would have known. Uh-huh. Nobody would have known if not for phone cameras. Yeah. And that was the thing that would just for a second yeah. snap them out of it. Yeah. And I thought that is very powerful right now in yeah. this era. A phone being the thing that breaks a phone. Ha! See, a phone! Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't work because people yeah. are still getting killed on camera. No, no, it doesn't and work, but it exposes. Yeah. It exposes. It yeah. shows yeah. something yeah. that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Didn't even, I, look, I didn't even pick up one. I'm, I'm like, wow. This wow, is the power wow, of a Junto wow. being able to have that debrief and go, whoa, you, I didn't even see that part. And that joint comes back later too with yeah. Walter. Yeah. And of course, we have to touch on the fact that Andrew was hypnotized. Yeah. Because our dude Chris is hypnotized. Yeah. So we find out about the sunken place. Yeesh. Which is freaking terrifying. Wow. The mother hypnotizes Chris after he's outside smoking a cigarette. 
and your man freaking Walter comes running full speed, which was genuinely a kind of a scary moment where you're mm-hmm. like, yo, what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. What is going on? And he, you know, bangs that hard right, you know, finishes the pattern, goes up for the catch. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, later on, he's like, oh, I hope I didn't disturb you with my exercise last night. We come to find out, like we said, they're lobotomizing these people. Grant, they're, they're, the, the father. That Jesse Owens race. That Jesse Owens race, they put his brain in Walter's body. Yeah. We find out that um, Georgina, they put their mother's bot- head in her, like brain in her body. Yeah. And he, and he was just saying like, they used to take, they took care of my mother and father. And when they passed, I just couldn't let them go. And then you think about it. Who's them? Yeah. You couldn't let your parents go. Yeah. Yeah. Not you couldn't let your uh, employees, yeah. your, your servants. Right. Your, your, no, 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 no. Not to even mention, just just some other stuff to point out. He's talking about how this is, this plot of land is boxed off from everything else. There's nothing else except across the water. It's basically a plantation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like black people working on the plantation and all that kind of stuff. They bringing black people to the plantation to sell them for them to work for that other bingo black game, people. That silent auction. The bingo game Jesus. is freaking an auction to auction off black people like they auctioned off slaves. They're checking out them. They, they want Chris for his attributes, for his physical ability, for his sexual ability, for his eye, for his creativity, for his artistry. Mm-hmm. How we don't have, black people don't have a lot. We don't have much. We've fought and overcome all kinds of situations and we become innovative and creative. And we talk about cultural appropriation. We talk about, hey, I like the things you can do, but I don't want to give you credit for it. Mm-hmm. I want to come and take your skills, take your culture, take your lingo, take your music, take your fashion, take your clothes, take the shape of your women's bodies. Yeah. Take your skin tone, your lips, your this, your that, your hips, your breasts, your butt. All, I want to take all of those things, but I still want to be white, though. Mm-hmm. I still don't want to be black. I just want the cool things that black people have. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so layered. Even the father in the very beginning of the movie says something about, I just love experiencing other cultures. Yeah. Like, mm, do you? Yeah. How much? Yeah. How, how, how deep you get into other people's cultures? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Chris, hypnotized by the stirring of the cup. I'm going to tell you right now. Adam, don't. Nobody better not come at me stirring no tea. I don't want to hear no spoons against no cups because it's going to be a misunderstanding. Yeah. Okay. All this being polite and not causing ruckus is going out the window. (laughs) Okay. Don't stir no tea around me. Flip the table. Don't stir no no, no. no tea around me. I'm slapping tea out of people's hands. Yeah. I ain't going in the sunken place. You hear this? Hey, look, blackout congregation, you you only drink black coffee as of now. In a styrofoam cup. Don't be putting anything into a ceramic cup. No, don't do nothing with that. You better use a straw. Start with start start with a pla- something plastic, okay? Because I ain't, I ain't going in the sunken place. Yeah, hey, this is you know this is something that I love about horror movies. Some of my favorite horror movies have these iconic sounds that yes, that yes. sort of thing. Yes. They have these these iconic images, and Get Out has that, and that is the hypnosis performed by Missy by stirring. That tea, yeah, and clinking against the teacup, yeah, and asking questions about what was it like to watch oh. your mother die, and just sit and there and sending wait. this dude into a paralysis, and then she says, "Sink through the floor," and he just plummets. But even think about that. Think about Ooh. think about 
trauma. Think about pain. Yeah. Think about fatherlessness. Think about losing your parents. Think about what it's like to want to. I mean, and this is a lot of stuff that the black community had to deal with being torn away from your family, losing your family, all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm thinking about moonlight, you know, yeah. there was a prominent piece, how much pain and difficulty that goes through to overcome that, to fight that. And even how mental health in the black community is something that a lot of us don't even want to talk about, deal with. We don't want to deal with our past. We don't yeah. want to deal with our pain. We don't want to deal with our frustration. We don't want to deal with it. And the idea that going through that paralyzes him mm -hmm. and how even black black people going through some of our pain and our past difficulty in, in a way it kind of just like sh it messes us up yeah because it's stuff that we haven't dealt with haven't worked through but how in working through it and actually getting past it it can be a scenario where there's empowerment yeah. you know what i'm saying which but, is very much the arc of yes yeah, yeah. You know, working through his past working through yeah. his emotions and finding this survival instinct to get out yeah. of that house the sunken places it, it seems to me and i mean i can't even speak toward it at all but it seemed like an incredibly powerful uh visual vi like visual parallel to what it must be like to just watch the world from a place where you can't affect the world. Like all he was capable of doing is being at the bottom of what looked like a pit yeah. and looking up and seeing like through a television monitor almost. Yeah. This is the world happening around me. I yeah. can't even do anything. Now think about that. Yeah. Think but do you, do you see any like imagery there? I mean, I'm I'm seeing the imagery of of being in a place where you cannot impact mm. your future you cannot yeah. save yourself yeah things are happening to you yeah and you see it uh-huh and what are you going to do about it what can you, you do about can't it? do anything yeah the sunken place yeah the sunken place. Yo, stay out of the sunken place because i mean again some of us we feel like we're in the sunken place we're looking we're see, we're looking at tv iphone screens we're looking at the internet we're seeing opportunities we're seeing things going on and our circumstances and our situations it's like I can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the sunken place. Mm -hmm. People are taking things from me. People are ensla have enslaved my past ancestors. You know, like I'm working hard. They're taking advantage of what's going on to me. And what do I do? I just, I sit here, whether I'm an actor or an actress, mm -hmm. you know, I can't write anything. I can't act anything. I'm playing the same characters over and over again. I'm in the sunken place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All I can do is be a rapper or an athlete. What if I want to do this or that? You can't. You can, you're, you're here. This is where you're going to be. Now, you can look up at everybody else doing these things, but you don't do that. The sunken place. Like, sunken place. It's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should make a stay out of the sunken place t-shirt. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's generally good advice, I guess. <laughs> but like some people would be like, how? <laughs> how? How? How, Sway? How, am I how I'm supposed to stay out of sunken place? You show me how to keep out the sunken place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They trying to keep me in the sunken place, and I'm in here yelling and screaming. I mean, funny thing is, we're doing Kanye ha ha ha, but that's kind of Kanye's thing. Like, I mean, it's they're the trying reasons... to put me in the sunken place, and I'm kicking and screaming. I, I, still, I still have so much love for Kanye West yeah. because he is such an iconoclast because he's disrupts the system and expectations of who he is. And he is not shy to say, you think I can't do this because I'm black. Yeah. Well, guess what? Right. Yeezy season four is happening soon. Right. Like, I sold a $500 t-shirt. Yes. You're upset because you didn't think I could do that? Well, guess what? And he, you're right. He does refuse to be in the sunken place. And it makes people mad. Yeah. It makes people mad because it's like, it upsets the order. Yeah. 
This is not what I expect. This is not how it's supposed to work. Not to mention, I mean, it, I think Kanye in a ton of ways must be a, a loud, arrogant, kind of jerk, abrasive person uh-huh. because some people need to shout a lot louder in order to get their point across. Yeah. But that's it also gets into this whole thing about wealth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just but, being a flat out jerk as well. Yeah, which is entirely possible. You can be uh, disenfranchised and also an asshole. Right. But... Kanye, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just stay out of 45 towers. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Uh, I've got a f- fellow black, Kanye. Uh, mm-hmm. He has his hair the same color as mine is. Yeah. We talked about it. I said, <laughs> he'd look great with a blonde. Yeah. A uh, blonde on a black. Yeah. You did date Amber Rose. It was a good look on her. I think it's a good look <laughs> oh, on you as no. well. As you can see, I'm very oh. influ- influential in the hip hop community. You think 45 knows about Amber Rose? Uh, 45. Uh, definitely knows about Amber Rose. Yeah. Uh, follow on Instagram. Oh. Uh, she, uh, I don't want to talk about it, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be a bad look for you, yeah. probably. Uh, Ivanka. Uh, oh, don't worry. I'm, co- I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, the sunken place was powerful, man. I, yeah. And I just think about it. I think, I think, I think uh, about uh, Chuck Styles. Yeah. Oh, and and the artwork that that shout that out Chuck, to Chuck yeah, shout out to Chuck. Uh, the artwork that that variant like movie poster that yeah. Chuck did, yeah. one of several that he did. Yeah, of the teacup. Yeah, Chris falling into the sunken place, and that masterful, that's powerful man. That's that is wow. amazing imagery. Shout out to you, Chuck. Yo, a a a uh, a host, co-host, special season host who took my place, Chuck Styles. Was retweeted by Jordan Peele. Yes. Okay. Let's talk so, about you know, it. Like re, re six degrees, six degrees from Kevin Bacon. You know, we we're close, Jordan. We're close to you. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck, make that happen. Yeah, Jordan. I know you're listening to the show. Thank you for the five stars and a positive comment. Yeah. Uh, I, and this is interesting. I just found this out. Uh, Jordan Peele had not read or listened to any reviews of his movie until this one, and I that I find that to be an honor. Wow. I appreciate that. Wow. Thank you. He said he was going to do a brand new season of uh, Key and Peele inspired by a comic book Junto. That's, are, we, are we going to be on it? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to be played by Key? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not, so, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want Key to play you because he, <laughs> yeah. he'll do it. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, you could do it though. You could do it. I know you and I both like George Michael. We have that going. That has from freaking Keanu. Keanu. Is that real life? Does he really uh, like that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I remember Keegan Michael Key. He used to be the, the host of a show featuring funny animal videos. I watched this John on Netflix if I was like bored, tired, had nothing to do. I put this thing on. Uh-huh. It's like a baby duck f- flops around and falls on its side. And it's Keegan-Michael Key in a, a very colorful sweater. He's looking like Steve from Blue's Clues. And he was, I mean, it's a job, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're an actor. It's a job. You land the gig, you do the job. But when I saw him on, on uh, Key and Peele, I was like, this is not the same dude. It is. Wow. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Wow. I think yeah. sometimes he plays up that he's just like, Uncool. That, that guy, they're they're both amazing. This is like and if you've watched Key and Peele, you know they're hilarious. Fascinating. They're amazing. And I was mad when Key and Peele stopped. Now I'm okay with it because I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, they try to lobotomize this dude. They put him in the sunken place. He's constantly being like hypnotized. And we find out that you know he's sitting in front of a television again, strapped to a chair. 
gotta believe that's imagery of people of color just consuming content on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, being hypnotized, also hypnotized, and bondage hypnotized. the the bondage of a black body. I mean, yeah. he's tied to the chair, tied to the chair, um, and he's scratching at the chair and scratching at the chair. And we come to the point where they hypnotize him, and they're gonna about to go to the point where they're gonna do the lobotomy. Because the guy who has no eyes, who's the art collector, who's blind, mm. wants his eye and wants to live and see through him so that he can continue his art collection. That's right. And what does Chris do? Chris picks cotton <sighs> to stay alive. You couldn't really put a finer point on it. <laughs> he picks, this Negro picks cotton yeah. to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Stuffs it in his ears. My theater audience exploded. As soon as we saw him pull the cotton out of his ears, picked explode. Cotton. Yeah. To save his life. Well done, Jordan Peele. Wow. Well done, sir. And then we get a huge payoff of some the Buckhead. Show enough violence. Woo! You get the you get the horror movie, yeah. right? Yeah. You're like, but they earned it. Taking heads they off. They earned it. Yeah, the, the taking the buckhead off the wall. That was iconic. Yeah. Ramming it through the the, the father. Yeah. Just piercing him yeah. with the head of a buck. Like, yo, oh, you're going yo. you're gonna take our bodies? This is how it's gonna go. Yo, we skipped the part. Yeah. When Chris found that little door uh, with them photos. Uh, <laughs> that was he had oh! the photo of Georgina. Yeah, the photo of other black guys. Rose has been doing this. She's with black guy time. after black guy after black guy. Then we see Georgina, and then you're like, "Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that's what's been going on." And what is she? What is she searching? Yo, when all, when all the bedlam is going down. Yo! And Chris is escaping from she the basement. She is typing in NCAA top prospects with a year, and oh just loads of black athletic men show up. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Just like this moment. And now there are black women that are like, mm hmm, see, didn't I tell you? Stay away from the white girl. See, get you a good black woman, and they go, go they steal it. But again, haha, but. That's a real argument of black women stealing good, eligible black, I mean, white women stealing black men, you know, or taking um, black men that are eligible for, you know, and black white women just want them for their money mm-hmm. and just want them for their ability and their skill and their money and so and so and so. Mm-hmm. And how black men who are interracial relationships are kind of levitating, levitating, like leaning towards white women. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is not necessarily true 100%, but there's some truth to it. There's some experience experience to it as well. And again, him putting that in there and just making these moments just like, wow. And that is, you know, that, that scene in which Rose is, is searching. First of all, Bing, what? That's how I know you're evil, Rose. Bing. Nobody out here using Bing. Who is using Bing? No one. Using Dogpile. You ask Jeeves do you about remember, that. Do you remember Dogpile? Yeah, I do remember Dog. If you use Dogpile, you are not my friend. You didn't. You you used uh, uh, Bear Share. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, you are not my pal. But it, so that that image, I'm, I'm watching that scene and I'm thinking this feels like Key and Peel. Because there's this this moment of like this is prescient, this is profound, uh-huh. this is a social commentary, but also it is ridiculous. Yes, and it is funny, and it is eliciting this like cringe, like oh no, yeah, it's funny, but it's also like pivotal because yeah. of the way they did it. And what is she doing? 
She is. Oh my God. Eating Cheerios. Not even. Not even. Like biting. Fruit Loops. But, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. Fruit Loops. Important. Important. Tell, go ahead, tell him what's happening. This girl is eating Fruit Loops, dry Fruit Loops. Yes. One at a time. Like bite by bite. And sipping a glass of milk. Yes. So what will she not do? She won't mix the white stuff <laughs> with the colored stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Wow. Psychopath. Because you because what again, what is what is what does Jordan Beale create? He creates real weird <laughs> horror stuff. Oh, this chick is crazy. She over here sitting Indian style, completely different personality, biting one like man eater kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like biting bite by bite Cheerios. You know what I'm saying? Fruit loops, man. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I keep calling I keep calling them Cheerios. Fruit loops. That is cereal of color. That's what that yes. is. Yes. One by one and then sipping milk. And she's sipping it. Sip, sip, sip. Like she what what would that be? What 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 is that when you uh like have to like knock on things and like rub something a certain amount of times? I, I'm sorry. Like a superstition? Yeah, or or I, I forget what exactly it is. Mm. But well, I don't know. Anyway, but if you know what I mean, then you know if that you know, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But either way. You, he creates this moment where you're like, yo, I knew she was wild. I knew she was weird. But, yo, I didn't know it was this weird because what she's doing in and of itself is odd to you. But you almost miss the layer where, oh, the white and the color thing is there too. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then we, re- you know, get the reveal of, you know, grandpa is Walter running after him and, you know, Georgina. And he knocks Georgina over. Because Chris at this time doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that Walter and Georgina are grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. So when he hits her, he he has the same moment of like the deer, his mom, a black woman in need. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. should I just pull off and, and like not do anything? The audience doesn't find out it's grandma and grandpa until Rose shouts, get grandpa, it, grandpa, get it. Yeah, exactly. Like, she sicks his grandfather on him. Yeah. Walter running down the driveway. Yeah. Coming after Chris. And like that and everything clicks into place. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah. Oh God. And this dude, as he's running away, because that that scene when he's like, give me the keys. Give me the keys, Rose. Rose, give me the key. You know I can't give you the keys. Oh my God. Jeez. Anyway, he's 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 running away. He gets in the car. Why is there a knight's helmet in there? I think that has got to have something to do with the KKK. Must have to do with the KKK. White knights, isn't that? And like I believe uh, that. Yeah, yeah. That's some of the nomenclature they use. Yeah. For like power or, or or stature within the organization. Right. So I always say something along those lines. And this dude calls the cops. Now he calls the cops, and I'm like, No, Chris, don't call the cops. Whatever. Do, Stop. Don't do that. Now, I'm saying don't do that because of a couple reasons. One, because the cops are probably in on it. Mm. I mean, I, mean, I immediately thought if this is going down on this plot of land, on this plantation. So the, the, the local The police. local police have to know about it. They got to yeah. be in on it. So you think you're going to be safe by calling the police. But the police said, oh, my gosh, that's the same thing like being black in America. Mm-hmm. You don't call the police for help. The police are going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like you would think I'm being hurt. I'm in trouble. 
I need help. I'm going to call the people who are here to protect and serve. But a lot of black people are like, I ain't calling the cops. Yeah. Cops are killing us dead in the street for doing nothing. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to do is call the cops because if the cops come and they see all the stuff that I just did to defend myself, they're going to kill me. Oh, and they play up that immediately. Yeah. As soon as Chris is getting away and you see the sirens, the lights pull up. Yeah. I'm thinking. Because what happens is Rose, you know, Walter like catches him as he's trying to, you know, pick up Georgina and Georgina wigs out. You ruined my house! Like, oh, you see the freaking cut above the her head. from the lobotomy. So much going on at this yeah. point. And this dude, does he flash his phone at him? Does he's like choking him out? Yeah, yeah. I think he he, he like quickly snapped a, yeah. a, a photo. And then he takes the, the, the shotgun from Rose, this Walter, shoots Rose in the stomach and then kills himself. Yeah. Which is like, this dude would rather kill himself than be in the sunken place. Can you, like, I would have to imagine it have to be some sort of imagery to, you know, black suicide, you know, people who are like mentally unstable or in bad situations and like taking their own lives. I've just, because it's so layered, I'd have to believe that not much in this movie is by mistake. No, he'd have to be saying something about that. Yeah. It seems like everything there is, is, is very, very, very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't help but think as soon as, uh, um, that that police vehicle shows up. Yeah. This is I don't want it to end like he's this, gonna die. He's gonna exactly like that's the gonna cops go. and they're gonna kill him. Yeah, because that moment where Chris and Rose are fighting and you know, you know, Rose is almost like smiling at him as he's choking the life out of her and stuff like that, and. She she smiles and almost like you know like don't do this please I love did she wasn't she like I love you or something yeah, like that well, she, yeah well. uh yeah, I think she was trying to talk him out of it. Yeah. Like, kind of playing the affectionate role. Yeah, and I think... And then as soon as the cop car shows up, she starts screaming like, Get him off me! Help! Like, right, you mean right, a white woman right. being attacked by a right. black man. Like, right. Oh, my God. And I think that the timing of the way they shot that was interesting because as she was, like, pleading with him, yeah, he starts to, like, loosen up. Right around the same time, you can see the lights flashing a. a, a from uh, um, reflecting off his face. Yeah. So it's almost like, is he letting up because she's pleading or is she let, he letting up because he sees the sirens? He sees the lights. Right. But either way, when Rod comes out of that thing, you're just like, oh God, thank you. Yeah. Because I thought they were going to kill this dude. I thought it was going to be like uh, the movie Night of the Living Dead. You told me about this. George Romero, uh, 1968. I mean, this yeah. thing was it, was... it was a prescient film. It, it, the one dude... This never happens in horror films, especially. Uh, the spoilers. One, the, the spoilers for a movie from 1968. If you haven't seen Night of the Living Dead, you should see it. It's great. Yeah. Um, but the, the one person who survives all the zombies, survives the film, is a black man. Yeah. Finally, at the end of the film, he's found by, he finds police, they find him, and they're like, oh my God, I'm saved. And the police assume that he's a zombie, and light him up, shoot him dead, throw his body on a pyre, light him on fire. So it's like, hmm. Now, George Romero has said that he wasn't trying to make a statement. Uh -huh. he, he wasn't like trying to, to, to add commentary. Yeah. Although it's very, very, very difficult to see how that would be done like mistakenly. Yeah. Right. But I, I think it's a very telling ending. Like even the, the thing that you survived, you survived the light, the living day, you survived zombies. Yeah. And the police killed you. Wow. What a tragedy that, like that is horror. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, uh, he said, I mean, 
Jordan Peele is a, is a fan of horror movies. Yeah, and I was thinking, this is how this is going to go. This is going to be like Night of the Living Dead. I will be so upset. Yeah, I I, and, I just knew he was going to get killed. And I not, knew he was going to kill him. And not! Like, he had a... It, I, 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 don't, I hesitate to use the word happy. Oh, it wasn't happy. But he survived. But that's isn't that interesting? Yeah. A, a potential happy ending is not dying. Yeah. Low being, bar. Being black in America... Success is not, not dying. dying. Not being killed. Yeah. Whoa. Against all these odds. Yeah, man. Yeah. Get Out was incredible. Oh, you know what? One of, one of my favorite scenes that I thought was really important and people tend to glaze over from time to time is when uh, Rod was trying to explain the situation at the, yes. at the office. Yes. When he goes to see the cop. Yeah, he goes to see Regine from A Living Single. Yeah, and he yeah, and he's explaining to her what's going on, and she's like incredulous. She's not taking him seriously. But then for a moment, she's like, "Hold on." Yeah, walks out, brings two more police in, people of color. Tell them what you what you just told me. Tell them, right verbatim. And Rod goes off, and he's the sex slaves. And he's out there, and he's with his white family, and these people have disappeared. And, and look, this and guy, this Logan guy disappeared. disappeared. And yeah, and he's showing him phone, it, like photos of Logan, and he's gone now. And yeah, I mean, he's putting. He sounds like he's panicked, but he's making sense, even if it's all like context. I need context here, right? And as soon as you think maybe the police are taking him seriously, they're going to write this stuff down and investigate it. Yeah. They laugh their asses off. Interest Again, got to be another point of like what it's like to engage with the police. Like, yeah. You know, if you've ever, you know, tried to get anything done in the police station, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, yeah, take him to blah, 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 blah. You're like, all right, well, I got to go do this. And I wondered too, I mean, he was explaining this to people of color. To you, does that seem like another uh, uh, situation in which people just don't believe you? That you're being, you're acting, you drawing like that's what you're doing. Uh-huh. Is, and and I was wondering, I'm thinking to myself, is that is that what's being interpreted here? Like they're saying, Rod, no, you drawing. Well, I mean, there's an aspect of it that you know, it's not all black cops, but again, that's got to be again. This is commentary. Mm-hmm. This is commentary mm-hmm. on certain scenarios. And yeah, there's a thing where it's like you would think, okay, police, but you're black, so. Come, mm-hmm. Like we, you, we can connect, and again, it's a comic relief, and it's kind of ridiculous what he's saying. But you would think, like, no, I'm here. This is serious. This is real. I need help. And it's like, what did you check in? Did I, did I check in? Look, I'm, there's something really going on. It's like, yeah, well, and you're kind of like looking for people of color who are in positions of authority to look out for you. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not looking out for you when you're legitimately there asking for help. But again, in the movie. It's layered. You know what I'm saying? It's layered. It's the comedy of him being ridiculous and you understand, hey, you're kind of saying something ridiculous. It's hard to believe. But how many times have black people come in and said things that are air quotes hard to believe? Mm -hmm. So, man, masterful movie. Question. Does it deserve the 100% in your mind? In my mind? Yeah. Yes. If if this film does not deserve the 100%, I'm going to have a tough time telling you what it does. Yeah. Because, you know, on on a just a, a really basic breakdown, I think, this movie is funny. Yes. It's tense. Yep. It's scary. It's oddly romantic at times. It's huh. sad at times. It's uplifting at times. There Violent. are victories and there are defeats. Yeah. There are 
so many elements of of good movies in here and they're balanced. Yeah. Right? It's not just like, no, nah, I don't know. I thought it was a little like the tone was weird. I don't know why this part was funny. Uh-huh. No, it worked. It worked. It was very fluent in a language that sometimes I think movies just fail to figure out. And I think it was because it was written and directed by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like trying to interpret somebody else's vision. Like this was his thing. I couldn't imagine anybody else doing this. Yeah, I mean, how how could you, right? Yeah. He's he's the person who has done this. He's breaking yeah. records out here. Yeah. Um, so I think it was it was severe, it was profound, it was entertaining, and it was terrifying, and it made a point. It made many points. And it offered me insight into a life I can't live. Yeah. It gave me not just a story, but like Man, I came out of that learned. I I was affected by it. And how could you not be? So I in my mind, if a film can do all of those things and still work, how could you not rank that as like one okay, 100% A++. Yeah. You I was going to say it. I was going to say letter grade. What do you got? Hey, hey, you ever play uh, uh Japanese RPGs? They have a weird letter grade. Sometimes you, you have like you have your A, which is good. B is not very good. C, you're like it's really not good. I'm getting confused. The real special letter, the one that you know, the toughest enemies and the highest score, has S. This gets an S. This okay. is an S plus. But for everybody else who doesn't know what in the world you're talking, I'm talking about, about some DDR Jones. You know what, CBJ? You know what I'm talking about. But what if S. I don't know what you're talking about? Give it a give it an A grade and something I can understand. Yes. Okay. All for right. a... <laughs> well, see here. Stop the film. <laughs> it's too good. I can't take good. it. Yeah. I get. So here's my thing. I give this movie an A, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to like give something a perfect score. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I can't really think of a reason why not to. I so I give this an A plus. Improve. Like I mean, it it's. Like, if you don't want to be the guy, well, I don't give out 100% because nothing is perfect. There are no unicorns. You know, like, but I mean, I think this is a great movie. So I give this A plus. Uh, what we have to look forward to from Jordan Peele in the future is he's saying that he's got four movies that he wants to do yeah. on social commentary. And are they all horror movies? Do you know what it's I supposed to be I believe so. Okay. I, I believe that's what he said. Um, now, he did say something about there being some sort of um, something about like maybe some sort of connectivity in some sort of way, some sort of like, yeah, connection. Okay. I really don't want to see get out too. No, I'm, I, no, no, I, no. I don't want get out again. A sequel got out, you know, like look who's getting out now because you know, I didn't talk about this in John wick, but you know, one of the things that I feel about John wick is, is that when movies are really good if the sequel is okay it affects my full experience of when i think of that movie mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the matrix one is really good but you've heard me talk about the matrix a lot i don't when i think of the matrix i don't think about the one that's really good i think about the entire breadth of the of the franchise and i start going i don't know so i'm quicker to say i didn't like the matrix as a whole than I am to say Matrix 1 is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. So Get Out is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Let's leave it alone. Make something different. Let's move on to something else. Yeah. 
Well, I think about uh, games that I've brought up on the show previously. One of my favorite games of all time was on the PlayStation 2. It's called Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus is a spiritual successor to a game called Eco. And I just finished the third in that series, which is a spiritual successor. That game was called The Last Guardian. Now, those, oh, okay. those three games share aesthetics. They share these principles. Uh-huh. They share something that ties them together, but they're completely different. Yeah. So I, w- I will happily take that. Yeah. More of that, please. Yeah. Because, I mean, even Tar- even Tarantino movies, yeah. <clears throat> like, they're good, they're similar, but they're different. But, you know, we've heard Tarantino say that, yeah, Kill Bill is in the same universe as Pulp Fiction. Sure. You know, when the people from Pulp Fiction go to the movies, they watch Kill Bill. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. But it's not like, but the bride now connects to, like, we didn't need, we don't need all that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We don't need an Avenger, the Avengerification of. I don't know, want, I don't want Get Out, Age of Ultron. <laughs> I don't want the Get Out ending. I don't want Get Out, Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Fall of Cybertron. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it Get Out. Side of the moon. Get, get out. Tokyo get out. Drift. Get out through the side dark of the, of moon. the moon. Was the name of that movie? Yeah. Get out. Dark of the moon. Not even like the dark now. side of the moon. No. All right. We don't need to ruin this uh, <laughs> praise of Get Out with uh, Dark of the Moon. <laughs> oh. But I think we're good on this. I think we've covered it. I give it an A plus. You give it a yes, man. That's an S, baby. All right. That's the best. That's you an can A do. plus for everybody else That's who gold. doesn't know what the hell this guy's talking Dance, about. Dance Revolution, man. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we would love to hear what you guys think about Get Out. Um, please send us your tweets. Um, I am at Octavius A. Newman on Twitter. Adam? Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Yes, you can also leave us a tweet at um, Comic Book Junto on Twitter as well. But, you know, you can tweet right at us as well. Um, yeah, we want to know what you guys thought of Get Out. We want to hear your, your commentary, your feedback, because, as you know, we enjoyed it. We have lots of feelings. And is there any... Easter eggs or any like kind of pivotal points that Adam and I missed that we didn't mention on the show mm-hmm. you know let's let's have a good time you know geeking out over this movie um, I specifically I want to know from our listeners if there are going to be more movies from Jordan Peele in this vein what are those going to be like do you yeah. think you know what are they going to be about yeah. what genre is that going to be I, I, I would love to play with expectations about that you know just imagine whatever you would like but as far as I'm concerned right now, this is Jordan Peele's debut, directorial debut in in films. And Blumhouse, product, like the production company, yeah. who put out Split yeah. and who put out this, they 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 killing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm starting to trust them. Like, oh, they're putting out a movie? Oh, okay, it's probably going to be pretty good. Agreed. Yeah. It seems to me they have good taste. So, Jordan Peele, you can do no wrong right now, man. Yeah, keep you up the good work. No wrong. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. That's our movie. What's our one shot movie review of Get Out? Um, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Please make sure you subscribe and share the podcast um, through iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. Leave your comments while listening to the episode on SoundCloud as well. Um, tweet at us again at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis, at Comic Book Junto. And we love you guys. We appreciate y'all listening to us ramble on. And we appreciate you guys being a part of the Junto. Adam, what you got? One Rotten Review. Get Out is an attenuated comedy sketch in which serious concerns are debased. No you, sir. Get out. This, 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 no uh, you, sir. This person... Get out. I do not agree with this person. I, I too have seen Get Out. 
saying get out is bad i don't agree get out is good uh it's good if you leave the country and try to go to america you tell them to get out Uh uh-huh um is it I, say, I hear a lot of cultures in this this voice. This is this feels like a cornucopia of of impersonations. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm from everywhere, man. <laughs> I'm from all over the place. <laughs> all right, yeah. So uh, that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Keep checking in. Keep listening to the episodes. Keep tweeting at us. Keep leaving us emails. Um, again, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. You can leave us an email there. And also, if you want to leave us um, a voicemail, um, you can do that. Um, the phone number for the voicemail is 215 948 2742. And that's it. Until next time, we love y'all. Peace. Uh-huh.